Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello. Hello, Jen. How are you, my dear? I'm fine. Wonderful. How is your writing? My writing is going swimmingly. I'm so excited to read it. I can't wait. So, For yeah. you don't know, I'm going to brag about Kelly. Um, she <laughs> is taking a writing course, and she's, like, writing like a real writer with a schedule. Like, I actually had to schedule this with her. Is true because she's like, really I'm not sitting it. around the house all useless like anymore. <laughs> well, we're all pretty useless around our houses at this point. True, so. true. No, it, um, it's, it's, I've, I've taken several different classes from the same, same writer and they've all been really good. And this one is about focus. And it, this is the one that came from my neck because she's like, listen. <laughs> That is an area Y'all are on social media <laughs> way too much. You are right. checking Facebook or Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. it is you're checking. You're mm-hmm. checking that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's leading to you being busy, but not productive. Damn. She just comes right out and. Oh, yeah. Just she like, came right for your, me. She's like, yeah. so that thing that you've been tomorrow. feeling when you try to sit down and write, but you can't focus on any one thing for more than 10 minutes at a time, that's because of your phone and social media. I'm like, oh, my God. Listen, while writing fanfic, <laughs> it's required that you check your Twitter and your Facebook 50 times within an hour. So Correct. Really write for like 15 minutes. Well, and like, she's like, you know, when it. you're writing and you get to a difficult part. Yes. Yes. You stop writing and <laughs> yes. you go check social media or you do something else, you know. You stop and writing like, and you don't go back to it like I've done. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't. She's like, you can't do that. She says, when you do that, you interrupt the flow. And the flow is when you're writing and it's coming really easy and good. And what, like, do you, what do you do when it's not flowing? Not check Twitter. Here's, here's, <laughs> the fun, here's the fun thing I've learned. Flow? Is it just some magical fairy that comes down and sprinkles dust on you at random? Yes. You can actually force yourself to you have You can flow. generate flow? <laughs> oh, <man>. my schedule. <laughs> you have to, um, there's like certain things you, she, she suggests you do, you know. Okay. She gave suggestions for like, not just like listening to music while you write, but like what kind of music to listen to. Yes. And different like apps that kind of like lock down your computer so that all you can use is the writing. You can't get into it. Yeah. And like all these other things. And of, and of course, setting up the schedule. She's like, it's not that yeah. you, you can't check social media. It's that you should only do it during certain times. But she also recommended, you know, if you have a big problem with it, go cold turkey for a month. Have you, did you go cold turkey for a I'm month? I'm cold turkey. I have not been on Facebook or Damn. Twitter in like a week and a half. Damn. Well, you miss shenanigans then, which is always nice. This is what I'm hearing. Like, so <laughs> anything Jen has to tell me, I'm just like a babe in the woods. I'm like, it's not, hey? it's not, it's not urgent. I can assure you that. <laughs> I know nothing of anything. I literally know nothing of anything. It was Another like really thing weird- she's like. Don't what check is- the news because the news will just depress you and that interrupts with your productivity oh, and your flow. I'm 100% I'm like, off news. Like I'm So I'm just off. like, I'm not on news. I'm not I'm on social done. media. I'm like, but then she's like, but then your, your next question is, what do you do if you're bored, right? Because God forbid, you know, this is what right. happens if you don't have news and social media is right. you're bored. Right. And she's like, that's where you get ideas for writing. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, lady, this isn't what I'm paying you for. <laughs> but you know what? It's working. Like in the That's last week alone, I've written like 
almost 50,000 words. Now, you're not going to chuck it, are you? Because, like, no. you do this. Okay, good. Because I really want to read it. Because this one's actually working. This yes, one's, like, I, I think really, this like, could actually be point, something. But then you'll be like, I'm done with it, and you're not going to, like, write anymore, and then I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually good and it hooks into what I mentioned to you before, like a story I mentioned to you like ages ago. Yes, 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 yes. That you didn't write so, me, but I forgave you for. Because there will be a series. Right. It's basically Callie's Bridgerton, except it's like in the country and not like it's like it's like Bridgerton meets um oh what's the show where she's the nurse? Oh, Virgin her. River. It, like, yeah, it's Virgin River. Fairly Virgin similar River. setting, except mm-hmm. further east. Except not Regency. <laughs> but hot men. Yes. Which is all that really matters. That's all I want. I'm a simple creature. Simple. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. So Anyways. tell me what's been happening in the great wide world. Well, since you didn't check Twitter, there was no. nonsense. It was really nice. It was like the, the fandom... I'm going to forget account names, and I'm sorry. Uh, it was, like, a year since Arrow went off air. So to, like, celebrate it, they tweeted, like, a like a place we can donate money to because that's how our fandom rolls. That is how it. our fandom rolls. I just love that so much about us. And there's always somebody who does it. It's not always the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, like, a variety, and it's spread amongst a lot of people who well and everybody's always just like oh excellent and we're like and then everybody's really like yeah absolutely so this time it was ellie this is ellie and oh she, of course it was ellie she's so sweet know. and then like i love ellie yeah lord there was like mark's mom which can i just say that is the cutest freaking twitter name on the planet um she donated like a lot of cool lord mesa stuff stuff that's signed by emily bet ricards to like get this gofundme campaign up and it was awesome and i think it's still going oh we're above it oh we're almost there it's like a 2500 um, oh wow yeah so we're job, at, like guys. 2100 it's in european money so i'm not converting it like, i don't know what that i'm just calling it dollars it. and y'all are gonna deal with it okay so what, what is the charity uh i'm reading again because i completely forgot um oh it's the tsunami miles the smile center can buy school supplies for 300 kids for two years so buying school supplies wow and it's the smoke queen legacy campaign so if you have not donated yet please donate to it nice but because there's always a bug. There was shenanigans around this. There's always shenanigans. Who was butthurt about it this time? Was it the, the West, West Elms or the Lower Rivers or both? The Lower River fandom were all butthurt about. It's always one of them. Like, how do you hate on people having charities? Because Can't they mean. they feel insecure. They see us doing good, and they know they're useless as tits on a board. So they. <laughs> don't do it you know they get mad at us because we're making them look bad when in actuality they're making themselves look bad yeah i don't know fair but like it's just such a ludicrous thing to come at people why are they upset no but seriously why are they why are they upset i don't understand why this bothers them so much if it bothers you this much then go start a campaign of your own but no but they here's never do but it. what are they saying like what they're what about it like, bothers them i don't know like where our ship is dead and that no 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 that's not like that's not a, like that's, we can't let it go the, the show is over isn't a good reason not to give to like, charity like, i want to know like, what their problem is like, with there's more of a reason give charity. <laughs> giving to charity I just want to know. Like, I can't even remember all the shit. And I was, like, on peripheral because, like, of course, we have our fandom, like, warriors who take care of business and they shut it down hard. And it goes on for, like, a couple days. But then, God bless you know, them for they, it, too. People stop, like, get, they get tired of getting burned all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get labeled a toxic away. fandom. Rinse, repeat. And, yeah, they were, <laughs> right. And so I was like, but, I mean, it was actually, like, like, I rarely get into that stuff because it's so pointless. But this time around, I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, you have got to be a bottom barrel of a human being to no, have No, but I'm seriously curious, like, where they think they're in the right <laughs> getting cranky really? at people raising money for charity. They, yeah, think about your care? choices. Think about what you're saying. And then they're just like, yeah. 
you know what I, I think it is? It is insecurity. Because I think they think that because Arrow's off the air, that there's going to be this sudden surge in their ships. And I, it's not our fault that your ships aren't that popular. I don't wait, know wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Okay. Arrow's over. Right. And their whole argument about why we shouldn't be doing, I don't know, anything. Right. It's is because over. the show's over. And, our, yes. and all that. And we're prophetic. But they because... also think that because the show's over now that more people are going to ship their ship? That's what I think. Basically. But I thought we weren't supposed to ship them anymore after the show's over. I don't... See, here's the problem. When you or is try it just to rationalize <laughs> any of their logic, it becomes very confusing. Like, I try to, like, psychoanalyze it. it. And I'm like, you know what? This doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's just that. That doesn't make... I mean, they usually don't make sense. I mean, that's nothing new. But, like, that's... Mm-hmm. That's a, a horrifying lack of sense. It's really, it's really ridiculous in many levels, and it was just kind of fun to like watch everybody. <laughs> My God, why don't they just go get a life? Okay, I gotta read you. Listen, Romy, I gotta read what she wrote because it's the best. Because <laughs> it always oh, the wonderful. bench. This is on the bench. I think they were like. <laughs> She retweeted the bench after all of the nonsense. And she says, this still remains true about the Elicity fandom. We did and continue good and ship our ship. We stay in our lane, remain winning and undefeated. Proof other fandoms be still talking about us a year after our show ended. Not even us talk that much about the Elicity fan, about Elicity like our haters. And that's really true. They talk more about Elicity than we do. It's really something. Did you hear Flash got renewed well i I mean i was kind of wondering why but also but like why wouldn't it be renewed yeah i kind of just thought grant would be done you know but he's having a baby so is he really yeah that's a scary thought i'm a little well since i view him as an asexual person any concept of him having any kind of sex in any kind of way that would result in procreation is just really difficult for me and i just can't really like grant you're smooth down there what are you talking about yeah he's like a gun doll so i just you know i don't know i don't know i don't i of course i'm very happy for him and his wife and kudos very very happy hope the baby's healthy and all that but i was like you had sex huh interesting because before I could make the argument that that didn't occur. <laughs> so. But now there's proof. But now there's so. proof. So it's like, okay, I gotta accept the fact that you're not a virgin. I gotta, this is my own problem. Okay, so fandoms still hate us, yeah. so the world is still spinning. Got, and... But okay, Grant, Justin has had sex. All right, so yeah. So I was like very curious, like, why are we signing on for another 15 years of this damn show? And he's gonna have a baby. So there's bills to pay. So. Okay, that makes more sense. I like when people like have financial requirements that make them stay put. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But then, but but what makes me nervous and what should make their fandom nervous is eventually, not everybody is going to be like, "Let's go, Grant signed on. Let's all sign on, yeah. to Grant." You know, like they're gonna start losing people. <laughs> My question. I've seen it happen. Is how long <laughs> Iris is signed for? Yeah. Because you know, Candace. That's a good question. She's looking for the door, I'm sure. And what happens if she goes? I don't know. It's going to be nothing good. <laughs> Listen, our fave left when there was only 10 more episodes. So we got out of it reasonably unscathed. And she came back for the finale. We did. But the skin of our teeth. signed up for a whole season. So, and I don't know how long the contract extends for. They don't talk about that stuff. Well, I could ask Mark. Mark, Mark's going to know that. <laughs> how is the Flash going to go without having a crossover? Well, but that's Arrow all. Okay, that, all of its emotional that's weight. That's the other thing. <laughs> because Supergirl's ending. Black Lightning's ending. I think that's it. Okay, yeah. Legends is still functioning but they don't really interact that much with anybody (laughs) and we've got this new superman show coming out which i have to tell you you ready to get thrown for a loop my friend the reviews are positive really it makes me uncomfortable i feel like they paid somebody off zero zilts nada about that show i feel like there's been money under the table to get these 
outlet. It's just like the adventures of Superman and his mother. You know, it's like <laughs> what is it's, that? It's Superman and Grandma Lois. <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. We shouldn't age. Did, did Barry flashpoint this somehow and age her up? Or like... Yeah, so the way that it's explained, because here's my problem. I feel like Tyler Hoechlin, 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 uh, is Hoechlin. very young looking for his age. And now he does. He, he has a youthful glow glint. to it, a glow. And <laughs> I feel like Superman having teenage sons when you look like you're oh, he's got children. five minutes out of high school. Wait a now, minute. He though. has teenage sons. Two. No. Two. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Back oh, the fuck it's up. Hard. Didn't he and Lois just like just have right. a baby? So what they're saying is because of Oliver and whatever the thing that happened, I don't even remember anymore. Where Oliver changed Where everything Oliver and made Tommy God, alive, right? Because that was fun. And still is God. I <laughs> that was want awesome. He's still Jesus. So literally, Barry Allen is living in the world Jesus Oliver created. Suck that. Is that too petty? I mean, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that this means that we won. Yeah, I feel like if you're a main character... <laughs> Regardless, anything become... good that happens for right. Barry or anybody else from this point on is because right. of Oliver. Although, how much do you so... love that Oliver left Central City still a hot mess and was like, fuck off, Barry, I'm not fixing your shit. <laughs> but yet, he gave Superman and Lois teenage Yeah, so friends. somehow, like, in the timeline or whatever, so now they have teenage boys and there's two of them. Because that's a thing. And don't get me wrong, I feel like Lois, the actress they chose for Lois, makes a lot more sense with teen- two teenage sons. But, like, he looks like he's a baby. Like, he looks like he's 22. <laughs> which I'm not saying 22-year-olds can't have children. But I wouldn't so go so far as 22, but, like, 32 yeah, for 22 sure. 22 minus 16. So he had them when, they were, when he was 6. So I don't feel like that's a problem. What about if he's 32? Like, 16. Okay, so like, that's some teenage right, romance. Right, so even right if we... I don't think he knew. No, he didn't. I really want to say, like, even if Superman (laughs) was 30, which I feel like is generous saying Tyler Hoechlin looks 30. Like, he looks 25. I could give him 32, and that's about as far as I'm going to go. Like, he had a teenage love child, (laughs) which, okay. That don't make no sense. He would have known about that, like, because he's Superman. That's scandalous. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, was he underage, Lois? There's, like, there's laws against that, I don't know. It's weird. So I did a little reading on TV line because I was like, okay, who the fuck paid you money? And so they said it's like a really interesting concept and then blah, blah. And then there's a really good bad guy, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what, bitches? I don't believe you. It's like, it's like, (laughs) what's it saying? Emily in Paris getting nominated for a Golden Globe. Are you I I think I heard something about that. I never saw Emily in Paris, but all I saw about it was like. It's terrible. Nobody liked right. it. And I'm like, so, so how? So, if you haven't come to the conclusion that the Golden Globes are bought and paid for, like, People's Choice and MTV fans. Well, let's just admit course. right now, too. We all know who's going to sweep, and it's going to be shit. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's, like, a legitimately good show. Even if they did, even if they do <laughs> pay for their award, they're still a good show. Well, that's a, the, the, the pity comes in the nominations. Right. The actual winners right, actually did. might all have right, some I'll give merit. You that. I don't even care if Shit's Creek did pay for it. They deserve it. Because they, they got ignored for like five I don't, years. I don't disagree. So I'm like, you know what? If they shoveled a little money under the table so they could walk out with some gold statues, all the power to them. But we're not going to pretend like Emily in Paris is some creative breakthrough of television. We're not doing that, people. We have to maintain some standards. I didn't even watch standards. it, so it can't be that good. It's, yeah, just, I feel like oh. there's some kind of, like, pandemic quandary happening right now. Like, there's nobody's, a lot of pandemic I guess quandary. nobody's been outside of the house, but, like, oh, my God, can you still, like, focus on what excellent television is? And it's not that. And I say this as someone who hasn't watched a single episode. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> we just know in our bones. I, just know I haven't truth. watched it either, and I feel certain in saying it's not I just know the truth. That's the truth. Okay, and then what else? Oh, there was major shenanigans going on. It's not even shenanigans. It's just major shit went down in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fandom. 
You know it's bad when it upgrades from shenanigans to shit. Okay, (laughs) so the backstory on this is Joss Whedon is a horror show. If you guys didn't know Joss Whedon is a horror show, then allow me to be the first to tell you. I mean, I feel like we kind of knew that Like, I feel like for, like, the, I want to say comfortably, when was Avengers? That was 10 years ago? The, the first, first Avengers? Avengers? Was that 15? The first Avengers was a while ago. Because I feel like there was this time period <laughs> where he was coming off of Buffy, he was coming off of Angel. He wasn't really doing that much. Then he got Avengers, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, Joss Whedon is the best. And, and Avengers was yeah, good. Everyone was, but then Ultron came and out, and they like, went, oh my oh, god, no. what the fuck is going on with this guy? And we're like, yeah, welcome to the world of Whedon. <laughs> like, he draws you in, and then he hurts you. He hurts you badly. Well, it wasn't even the it hurting. Just it was just, it I was, know, we, we watched it, it, and I'm like, my god, this is a bad... This is bad. It, it is. It is my least Same. favorite. Like I'll watch it for the sake of the timeline, but like, right? It's it's, the, it's, it's by like far what the they movie. did to Natasha was just yeah. Awful. It's just it's by far okay. So, anyways, then I feel yeah. like stuff started Yuck. coming out on him because his wife, who is the queen of my heart, oh yeah, when she's the she one started that, like, this because she wrote yeah. What happened? She, she said she like released some statement, just like read them like for published film. in like Variety or something. Like it was a literal op-ed about how her husband is a slut and uh basically a sexual addict and how he's terrible to women and he presents himself as this feminist feminist but that's why i feel like we already yes. knew this that i now mm-hmm. i remember yes it was that thing his wife right. put out oh my god it was god. like scathing i was like wow yeah. so it was that was kind of like the first veil lifting because her point was that he uses this like everyone's like, oh, Joss Whedon is a feminist. She's like, he uses that as a cover to be anything but a feminist. He abuses women. So I was like, well, this is very eye-opening. And it was very sad when I read it because it's like, obviously there is a, and he's like, she says he's like a professional narcissist and gaslighter and she had to go to therapy because of the emotional abuse. Well, it's, it's a hard one. It's somebody you've, you've admired. Right. You've admired their right. work. But I feel like he kind of got away with Nothing really happened to him because he kind of got away with, oh, this is my process of a divorce. She's depressed that I cheated on her kind of mm. attitude. Like, it came off, like, from other people that it was like, oh, this is just the crazy yeah. ex-wife, like, trying to burn it all down. I believe that I when she too, said that, but though. I didn't really see any major, I don't know, like. There wasn't any real big back. fallout. Right. No. Like, he was still getting a. It was all right. fairly he was minor. still getting employed. I think the first real um, kind of chink in the armor was actually when the Wonder Woman script that he wrote leaked, and people read it. I remember hearing that that was so like, bad. Holy shit, this is awful! Like it was just so sexist and gross. And and then I think the next chink, the real, I think where things have come down on is. Um, Oh, what is it? It's what's the name of it? It's not it's the Justice League, the Justice League movie movies. So he took over for Schneider and reshot. Can we stop giving him? Right. So he reshot a lot of stuff. And so like when you're watching it, it's like, you know, when you see Wonder Woman in her movie and you see Wonder Woman in that movie, they're treated very differently. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of skirt. That's yeah, what I've heard. I won't watch Justice League, but yeah, I've, there's like a lot I've of heard. camera shots up her skirt. Let's just leave it at that. So it's gross. She's treated like she's the, you know, the girlfriend. It's not whatever. So apparently there sounds like Natasha and Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like there was even more shit going down. Apparently he's extremely abusive on set and um Ray Fisher, who what did he play? I can't remember what he played. Was that the that That's was the cyborg, cyborg guy. guy? Sorry guys, I'm not up on my DC comics, but on Batman. Honestly, DC kind of kind of lame beyond Batman. <laughs> Batman yeah, just, 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 no, 
We watched the Wonder Woman movies right. and that's it. So <laughs> he actually filed a complaint on Joss Whedon because he said he's racist. I think the cyborg character got cut a lot. And you know what? I don't think Ray Fisher has gone into a ton of detail about like what happened. He's just saying shit went down. I didn't even hear yeah, about he was, like, that. Shit went down and I'm complaining. And he wasn't happy with the Was yeah, that recently? This, this year. He wasn't happy with how he was treated. He wasn't happy with what happened to his character. He was pretty pissed off at, I think, the WB. See, this is where it always gets confusing for me because with DC, I never know who owns what because it's all intermixed. You know what I mean? Like, is he owned by the WB? Is it the DC? It's kind of like Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. Who owns this shit? Whose fault is this? Like, you don't know. And I think that's part of the reason why they do it. So, I don't know. Who do you go to complain to? It's ridiculous. So there's been a lot of, like, there was kind of a lot of silence, uh, you know, when it came to Ray Fisher and people, like, supporting him. And, yeah, so, like, but there slowly started, there started to be kind of, like, a tide turning and people were like, I support Ray Fisher. And so I think Whedon got investigated. Whether anything actually happened to him, I don't think it did. But what's really sucky is that uh, Ray Fisher got fired the movie mm. so you're like okay so the actor who complained the only one who had any balls to stand up to joss whedon just lost his job because that seems fair right that's not how we treat that, people who that's pretty are, shitty you know that's bad it's bad optics. i mean aside from being sh- shitty it's bad optics. fucking dumb you have to be in order to do this in this day and age but they're pretty dumb it's you know there's a lot of dumb people so Okay, so that was the setup, okay? So, for, I would say, I've known for about 15 years that there is some major stuff that went down between Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia on both Buffy and Angel, and Joss Whedon. Like, I knew they were not good, because she was... Well, the way he wrote yeah, her off she the got show. written off of Angel in a very, it was like this very sudden, just poof, she's gone. And he took her character in the final season that she was in, in a really weird, just, it was just bad. It was just shitty. You know what I mean? She really wasn't. Yeah. I remember everybody at the time the was just like. This? Yeah. She. What the yeah, hell is he, he doing her, to like, Cordelia? And it was like, what are you doing? So she has. I would say she alluded to at times in conventions and in interviews that there was some stuff that went down. And then there's been times she just flat out said, yeah, he had a problem with me being pregnant. Like, I know she has flat out said that, but I don't think she didn't really go into a lot of detail. And then also when she was saying these things, she would always like cover his ass. Like, oh, I would work with Joss any day. You know, like she was still trying to make it sound like it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, she was very clear mm-hmm. that, you know, she has told the story where, you know, she said she agreed to come back for Angel's 100th episode and to play Cordelia again. But she told him, you can't kill Cordelia. And he told her, I'm not going to kill Cordelia. Got her to sign on the dotted line. And what did she, what did he do? He killed Cordelia. So she almost didn't want to come out of her trailer. I think Dave Boreanaz was the one who convinced her to come out. So it was not good so she released a statement in which she she does she unloads all the dirt on Whedon and everything that he did to her while she was under his employ and it's awful it's absolutely awful she you know she got pregnant which you know she was well within her rights to have a baby she said she spent months trying to contact him his team and to discuss it uh he he finally got in touch with her he brings her into the office and basically tells her to have an abortion. And then he insults her religious beliefs. He insults. And then, and then she's like, well, no, I'm having the baby. Then he proceeds to have emotional and physical abuse. He called her fat. Like she got put on bed rest because as sometimes we do, you know, to keep the baby from being born early. And so then he scheduled her for like one o'clock call. Like there was, I mean, I could go on all day about the shit he did. It was really bad. So she released all of this on Twitter and wrote a formal statement because she said that she felt like she had, that she was actually at fault for what happened to Ray Fisher, that, that she has had this information on him for years and she did not speak up. So it's just, he's been allowed to behave like this because 
nobody speaks up against him. And she's, she actually apologizes to Ray Fisher, which just kind of breaks your heart, you know, that she was just like, you know, I feel a certain responsibility to what happened to him. And so she's like, you know, I've decided that I'm done covering his ass. So I've tweeted the whole statement. It's a really good statement. I encourage everybody to read it. I posted on the blog, but what happened after that is all the Buffy and Angel cast members coming out. It was like, yeah. Oh, really? So like who? Sarah Michelle Geller, because everyone's like, where's Buffy? So she, I wasn't super excited about her, her post. You know, I think, so Amber Benson, who played uh, Tara, she Tara. responded yeah. very quickly to Christmas um, post. And she said that Buffy was a toxic environment and it starts from the top. So that, I felt kind of alluded to yes Joss but also to Sarah like I didn't I was like well that's an interesting way to frame it do you know what I mean so yeah it's like that yeah he was toxic but Mm -hmm. he wasn't the only one right exactly that's the way I took it so Sarah came out with yeah that's what it sounds like I kind of felt like Sarah and charisma were not the best of friends so she came out in his message of support for charisma but she kind of like fronted it with oh you know, I'm trying to survive a quarantine and, you know, I'm raising my family. And while I'm very proud of like playing Buffy, I don't want to be associated with Joss Whedon for the rest of my life. And she's like, I support all victims of abuse. And kind of, it was like kind of like a blanket statement. So I was like, okay, well, we're all struggling with quarantine and raising families. It doesn't preclude me from saying like, Hey, racism is bad. And you know, we shouldn't like, force pregnant yeah. women to have abortions so they can keep their jobs. I'm like, that's just not cool. Like, nothing, ha- like, look, I'm in quarantine right now, and I said it, and nothing happened. I'm still in quarantine, and my daughter's fine. So I was a little like, okay, Sarah. Could have had a little more oomph behind it. So, what really got things tipped off is then Michelle Trachtenberg replied to what Sarah wrote, and that was kind of like lowering the boom because she was... What'd she well, say? She was underage. She was like 15 when they were on but yeah, she was really, yeah, really young. Kid. Like she's 35 now, but she was 15 when they filmed the show. And he, what she said is, we all know what he God, did I'm behind old. the scenes. And she eventually, she won't go into what happened, but she all she said was, Joss was not alone, alone in allowed alone with her in a room. Which I was like, yeah, that's Yikes. not good. And it, that's yeah, it was really bad. bad. So you know, wow. I'm like, okay, I just don't even think about what he did to her to have that happen. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. And I gotta be honest, like something that just came to my mind. So he was a creep. Yeah, basically he's a skeevy creep who, you know, thinks he can treat women like pieces of crap. I don't don't even know if it's it's just, you know, James James Marsters told a story about how Joss got up in his face and was like screaming at him and he was terrified like he really thought he was going to lose his job and I was like well that's not professional I feel like there's just this level of behavior with directors that is just allowed you know what I mean it's like you can just yeah. scream at people and it probably right and I'm like be. you know what people other actors I feel like you need to tell actors listen guess what in yeah actors right, are I'm people like, and in other feelings. jobs where they're normal employers don't yell at you <laughs> like that and if they do you make a formal complaint to hr like that's not okay behavior you don't get to be abusive to people just because they're high you hired them like that's not a thing that should happen when i feel like a lot of times like directors are one of those ones that they they hide under the they're a temperamental creative right. like that's an label, excuse you know like, and it's like that's not a good oh excuse. i'm really good at making films so therefore i can be an asshole to anyone i want no that's no let's, let's let's stop, stop that, that behavior. you know that used to be a thing that's old-fashioned let's let's let that just like go out of style and right do right. something different right <laughs> that doesn't need to be a right. thing anymore so i would say that amber benson Sarah Michelle Geller, Michelle Trachtenberg responded to Christmas statement very quickly and kind of offered their own um, testimonial. I know that there, uh, the chick who played Anya, I think I said something, and I uh, Julie Benz, she played um, Darla. Yeah, yeah. I so her. all the- <laughs> all the names mm-hmm. are familiar. So like to me. all yeah. the ladies were coming out, and 
But why were any where, of the men? You know, that's something I was tweeting this week, Cal. I was like, where are oh, the okay. Buffy? <laughs> where's the boys yeah, at? I was like, where be the Buffy men? Where be the angel men? David Boreanaz. I was up his ass on Twitter this week because I was like, I'm hearing a lot of silence, David. We could, like, and don't get me wrong. Like, David Boreanaz is no friend to women. Like, he's a walking trash compactor with his behavior. What is it with these these men? Like, David Boreanaz like got these shows that we by, watch. What's to, yeah, wrong with deal. them? If you want a little backstory on David Boreanaz, David Boreanaz got blackmailed by Rachel Uchtel, who was Tiger Woods' mistress. And he had to go to, like, People Magazine and admit that he was cheating on his wife with her because he, he didn't want to play, pay the blackmail anymore. So that's David Boreanaz for you. Yeah. Nice. So I was a little, like, <laughs> and when this shit was going down, the majority of it was happening on Angel, which who was number one on the call sheet on Angel, Callie? David Boreanaz. So I was a little, like, the silence ain't cool with me. And it was several days. I think he just posted today that he he posted a public tweet to Charisma's um, original post and was like, you know, I'm listening in here to support you. And I was like, mm, okay. And then, how many lawyers did he have like, to pass needed, that tweet I was through? Like, you needed your PR rep to take five days to come up with that shit. I mean, you're paying too much for whoever it is. And then. Wow. But Charisma said, you know, you've been really supportive behind the scenes. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take her word for it and just accept that that's what was happening. But also do better men of Buffy and Angel. I was not super impressed. Well, yeah. It's gross. So nothing from Nicholas Bendon. I don't understand why it always has to be the women that well, speak out like, alone. Especially but if you're on number this. one on the call sheet. Like, that's your fucking show. Get it in order. You know, like. Look at look at how many women spoke out against Kreisberg versus the right. men. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. You know, it's like it was ridiculous. And it's like let's let's stop doing that. Let's like you know everybody put their necks out at the same time. Right. I that? feel like too if women had some support of their male co stars up front before they make these statements. You know what I mean? Instead of like we had to wait three days or four days to hear from anybody. Right. Like that doesn't scream support. Just blowing in the wind. Yeah. Over here. I was like, okay, take your time, Dave. Get back to her whenever. Like it's only been twenty fucking make years. Make sure that you're safe before well, you right. do. Like, dude, he I don't he knew about this shit. It wasn't a secret. He knew this. If she's talking about it at cons, which by the way he goes to Bones fans. Like he knows this. He knows exactly what went down. He knows exactly what happened. And well, okay, so okay, it just makes me mad. Well, he's he's right. done. I mean, well, because I was like, well, I'm walking around with the name Gia Buffy Angel, so I was like, I should probably address this so people don't think I'm like some crazy Joss Whedon supporter. I'm like, no, I'm like I don't support this. <laughs> Don't want it. Don't well, want now it. you've you've kind of joined you've joined the ranks of the Harry Potter fans, in right? Which you where love, you disavow, right? But you still you love the thing, but you hate right, the creator. Exactly. You love the thing, you disavow the creator. I don't know her. <laughs> it's it's becoming a a larger group, and that's kind well, of well. I would say like when his wife. Um, wrote that op-ed. That was like my first, like, yeah, kind of crushing. Oh man, for real! Like, so by the time this happened, you're like, mm, not no, surprising. Like, okay, but also too, uh, this was something that I, I knew Charisma had a story to tell, and it wasn't good. But I, you just, uh, it just hurt, right? You. It was like, yeah. Right. So then when she comes out with it, I was just like holy fucking shit, this was way worse than I actually thought. So he's like, he's like triple canceled Well, now. that's the thing I'm not understanding. Like, he's like fucking Teflon. All of these networks are still working with him. Like, he has a new show that's coming out on HBO. He's no longer part of it, but he's getting paid for it. You know what I mean? If it's his creation, they gotta pay him. I'm like, why are yeah. like, like everyone's like, oh, he stepped away from the show. Well, that doesn't mean that he didn't make he's not making money off of it, guys. FYI, particularly if he's the creative force behind it, they're gonna have to keep paying him. Like, that's how that works. So I'm just like, what is it gonna take for Joss Whedon to finally like no, we're not gonna work with him anymore because of his abysmal behavior? And it seems like this is across the board. 
so Gal Gadot came, was like got interviewed in Variety and they were they asked her they were like how was your Joss Whedon experience she was like pretty shitty I'm not gonna go into it but she's like I went to some higher up people and they took care of it to my satisfaction she's like Ray Fisher did not have that experience you know and she's like I'm sorry that the one that really kind of got me that I was like really was uh Anthony uh Giles Anthony Stewart head and he yeah. was like like he gave an interview shortly after it and he was like in despair because he said he didn't know any of this shit was going on he's like no we were, we were really yeah. close on Buffy and it was big family and I'm just like he's like I was kind of a father figure so I'm like kind of like just in despair that like the girls didn't come to me and like tell me this was going on that's the thing I don't get like if you're on set and Josh Whedon is screaming at Charisma Carpenter don't you know that that's happening Maybe you're not on set. Maybe he screamed at her yeah, behind the scenes. I just don't. Scenes, like, so. I don't know enough about how movies and TV sets work. Cause, like they're not. I mean, all maybe, 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 maybe. You know, abusers tend to know the people around them, and they know who's going to speak up. You're right. You know what I'm now it just triggered in my head because Paul Johansson, he played. Um, Dan uh, on One Tree Hill, he was Nathan and Lucas's father. He was a total skis bucket on the show, but he was a really solid dude behind the scenes. So when all the other One Tree Hill girls, they came out against um, Mark Schwann because he's a sexist abuser piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> they all kind of they said, you know, they got asked that question. They're like, where were the dudes? And, you know, they did say they were like, he wouldn't do any of the stuff that he did in front in front of them. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Sorry, I had technical difficulties. Okay, so Paul Johansson. So they they did say the actresses did say that he would never pull that shit in front of Paul. Yeah. Paul kick his ass. So well, exactly. Think, and so you know, yeah, so abusers are, are weak men. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do anything mm-hmm. around men who are going to to give them blowback. Right. Which I find that to be the case with a lot of abusive men yeah. is that when challenged by another male, they're really they're just weak and shit. at the core. I remember I got like really verbally accosted at a subway by a guy. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's just insane. Like, I was scared. Like, I left. And I told my husband about it and he went back and he said we had a very different conversation he was quite nice to me i'm like well this is the thing because it's always i was like well yeah you're a dude so they have no problem pushing a woman around but the minute a man gets in their face they turn tail and hide you know i've seen i've had it happen to me i've seen it happen so many times so it's just like men who abuse any kind of power with a woman they are nine times out of ten chicken shits no totally they'd have to be because yeah the only like, how reason do they do, do it is because right. there's something about the women that antagonizes them. And it's not like a personal thing on the woman. It's a personal thing on the man. Like they feel insecure or something. It has and, to be. It, yeah. I just, I, I can't, I mean, I'm not pathological and neither are you. So it's a little difficult for us to be like, why do they do this? But it's just, it's just like, it's, it's, like, it's not, it's nothing good. Let's just, how do you how do you tell a woman who's happily pregnant to have an abortion because all he cared about was himself right and And himself in that show you know so yeah he he didn't care about her or her family or any any of the other actors really well i gotta tell you that too because then of course you see the responses that come out And I would say that the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fandom is very similar to the Arrow fandom. Is there is a level of misogyny that just is like it's like the base level. It's just there constantly among some of these male fans. Disappointing. It's very disappointing. You're kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe people like you exist. I did get into it with one guy on Twitter. Hi, guy on Twitter. I don't know your name, but you're an asshole. He was like, he responded to it to Christmas tweet and responded to James Marster's tweets, which I'll get into James Marster's in a minute. Yeah, I was but... about to ask if, if he spoke Oh, up. yeah, I got stuff on him, too. Um, so <laughs> oh, he... no. mm-hmm. 
There, it's like there's no unproblematic. It's all like in any of the men. Like it's a, it's bad. So he was like, well, you know, she, you know, less is taller. Like basically, like she was just being overly sensitive. And more was, you know, less is being tolerated nowadays because people are too sensitive. And I'm like, wait a minute. She needs to be, she needs to tolerate being emotionally and physically abused. That's a thing. I was like, what are you even talking about? I was like, and then he was like, well, why didn't she say anything for 20 years? I'm like, because of people like you who tell her she's supposed to tolerate it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then on top of that, I was like, she is the sole breadwinner in her family. It's pretty hard to go up against one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood because she wanted to work. That was the other thing. Like, he fired her. It wasn't like it was a situation where, oh, you know, they have this tenuous relationship and he's continued to employ her all these years. He fired her ass for getting pregnant. That was the reason. So if she comes out in opposition to him, and let's keep in mind that this whole Me Too thing only started a few, what is it, a year ago? Maybe two? Like, the last 20 years, it hasn't exactly been a environment in which women can come forward and speak without fear of retribution about their experiences of abuse. You know what I mean? I was like, well, this is why people don't say anything. Because you do. You get a shit ton of people who are like, well, why didn't she say anything? And why didn't she do anything? I'm like, okay, you guys don't understand power dynamics and how that works and how abuse works. So it's like you can't educate the whole world, but it just made me furious. Yeah. Okay, James Mark. Keep having these battles over and over and over and over. It's just again. exhausting. It's just exhausting. James Marsters. I was kind of like, okay, James came out and he was the first male, I think, to say something. So I was like, okay, he can he can get off my shit list for five seconds. But then I started digging into James Marsters, and everybody was like, oh yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg shouldn't be left alone in a room with James Marsters either. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting comment to make. Why would we make a comment like that? And I dug into it a little bit. So James Marsters used to write really wildly inappropriate songs, because he thinks he's a singer, um, about Michelle Trachtenberg. Like, Someday You'll Be a Woman songs. Nice. Like, pedophile songs. So I was seeing a lot of on his comment, they're like, people were like, James, you could apologize to Michelle. Were you allowed in a room with her? Somehow we doubt it. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Pretty gross. Like, I get why Sarah Michelle Geller doesn't want to open that kind of. <laughs> open that particular can like, of worms. I know people are like, well, it's Michelle's truth and she, or Sarah's truth. And she can. T- I, I get that. Like, I'm sure Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, has had some experiences with Joss Whedon. I certainly would never force another woman to share an experience she does not want to share. Like, I get that. I just was a little bit like, you know. You can come out and support a charisma without actually having to share anything of yours without mentioning your quarantine and raising your family is all I'm saying. Because we're all doing that. That's yeah. what we do. So, and I don't think Sarah Michelle Geller was particularly supportive all the time either. So there might have been some hinting in Amber Benson's, you know, tweet about that. But the one that has been completely silent is Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Because Jocelyn is godfather to her children. So she's in a pickle like how do you I mean there's a there's a right thing to do obviously I mean do I think her being quiet is right no I don't but it's messier for her I think so you know and Amy Acker was like oh you know I had a great experience with him well she was teacher's pet he loved Amy Acker he loved yes he did he was like fawning over her 20 million times so it's like okay well when you're teacher's pet then yeah you can't say you know what I mean? It's like saying, well, my priest was nice. Well, okay, great. I'm glad he didn't rape you, but this one did. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, right. it's like, that's not, let's just not use that as an example. You know, it's like, well, if this good, if they did one good thing here, it means that they couldn't have done the bad thing. That's not how that works. Fact, Makes you wonder why he liked things. her. Right. I was like, they do a lot of the good things to cover up the bad things that they're doing. Like that's part of the pathology. So, right. I once had a, I was having an issue with a teacher and Lauren, it was a male teacher, and Lauren had come home one day from school and um, I had touched her back and she kind of winced and I, and I 
you know, I inspect her like a <laughs> kid has no privacy. I'm like mother monkey on her all the time. Like, what's the matter? So I turned around, she had a real bad bruise on the back of her back. And I was like, what, what happened? And she's like, oh, I don't remember. I'm like, okay. Um, and I was like, you know, we'll be more careful. She's like, yep. And then like two weeks later, she comes downstairs and she just bursts into tears. And I was like, what's the matter? And she's like, I lied about the bruise. I know where I got it from. And I was like, well, where did you get it from? And she was like, my teacher. And I was like, what? Mama bear mood activated. Fuck. I was like, Nick was like, Lauren, stand back. She's going to blow. I was like, his name now. And I was like, tell me everything that happened. You, you're not in trouble. You did nothing wrong. And Lauren has seen me, Mama Bear, but, like, this was Mama Bear on, like, a nuclear level. So she was, like, so he had, they were playing or something, and he, like, grabbed her leg and, like, well, she was sitting down, actually. She wasn't even engaging with him. She was sitting down, and he, like, grabbed her leg as he was walking out of the bedroom, out of the classroom, and he pulled her across the carpet by her leg and, like, scratched her back all up. And she was, like, really uncomfortable. It was, like, you know, she had that icky feeling, you know. It was, like, really uncomfortable. So I went to war with the principal. And the principal tried to argue with me. He was, like, well, this is a really good guy. And I was, like, you don't know that. There's no way you can tell me that. Because I said, I've known teachers who are really good guys. And they're raping one of my best friends. So, like, how about we don't use that as an excuse? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying the way people respond to situations that are just so beyond not okay. They have this desire to make them okay, and it's just not what it's called for. Well, and I think it really all comes down to people are, are, are uncomfortable with any kind of change. Yeah. And something like that happens, it's it's the catalyst for change and they want to hold that tie back. Yeah. So they're like, no, no, this isn't as bad as you think it is. I don't want this to all get shook up and changed. Mm -hmm. It's more comfortable to just keep going as it is. is, Yeah. It's like, okay, he's a shitty person, but oh well. You know, that's just how it is. And it's like, like, I'm I'm really tired of that mindset. You know, there's some shit that doesn't work. Let's fix that. Yeah, it's really, it's just, and anytime this comes up, I'm always like encouraged because I'm like, okay, yes, women, unite, power to the people. And then you read the comments under these statements and you're like, and I know it's Twitter and Twitter is a black hole of disgusting and, but it's still like, oh my God, please just do not tell me that these people actually exist in this world. Like, I hope it's a bot or something who's typing this because it's honestly the people's reactions to this shit is just stunningly like awful. it's 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 it like i swear to god it all comes from insecurity yeah. everything you see like any kind of yeah. racism any kind of misogyny mm-hmm. any kind of bigotry like we were watching this this um miniseries we just finished it up last night on hbo mm-hmm. max mm-hmm. called the lady in the dale oh that's I, I, I had no idea what this documentary was about like i I never even heard of anything or anyone associated in this thing. Like, it was all brand new information to me. And the way the the story was set up kind of had you thinking one thing. And then, like, they flipped the script halfway through. Hmm. And they have you thinking another thing. It's, 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 it basically follows this, this guy who's kind of like a con man. Mm-hmm. And he got married. And they moved to California. And they started having kids. Or... But like somewhere along the way, no, before they moved to California, he was in trouble for being a con man. So they moved to California. But suddenly when they're in California, he's no longer a man. He's dressed as a woman. and He's going by a different name. And you're like, oh, well, he's obviously just trying to hide. Yeah. And so they, they get your, your prejudice on this going this one way because he gets, in, she gets involved in this, this car company. Mm-hmm building this car called a dale and it um that that goes badly somewhat predictably as well yes and so you're like oh well it's just because you know he's con man you know it's like right but they the the flip the yeah sorry the script got flipped Mm -hmm. and the documentary had led you that way because they wanted to confront you 
with that thought. They're like, oh, you just want to believe that they're, this is just a con man. What if we told you this had happened? We didn't tell you that at the time, but now we're telling you this happened and then this happened and this was a legitimate thing. And it actually was transsexual and all this stuff. And it was, wow. And the rest of the story just kind of ended up being a little on the sad side. Like, yeah. yeah still kind of had a little bit of that con artist thing in him. But it, it the story really changed and it made you think differently. And I was just like, you know, but here's my thing with this with this abuse on set. I mean, maybe this is like too I don't know, old fashioned or whatever, but like you just wonder in these situations if any of these, you know, if any of these male co-stars got in, you know, if they were aware of it and got in the person, the abuser's face, would there still continue? Like, I just remember Gwen Probably Paltrow, not. Yeah, I just remember Gwyneth Paltrow, she said she had problems with Harvey Weinstein and then she didn't because of Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt basically went up to Harvey Weinstein and was like, if you ever put your hands on her again, I'm going to kill you. And he was And like, Brad Pitt had enough Right, he, like Harvey Weinstein knew Brad was serious, and he was also Brad fucking Pitt, so it wasn't like he could. There, Brad used his power. That's to, what that's what Hollywood needs. It yes, needs these leading men. Yes, to Put to stand behind the these women and say, "Hey, you lay a hand on her, I'm going to fucking kill you." Like that is honestly in those situations what women need. There are yeah. situations where women need to be protected. You know what I mean? Like, I understand wanting to empower women to speak right. up and speak right. out for themselves. Right. That's all well and good, you but if you're not willing too, to stand behind can them. Somebody, right. Can somebody put this asshole up against a wall? You know what I mean? Like, I just get so angry. Well, and, and also, like, when they do speak out, stand there with them. Right. Like, could we Don't do just this? leave them flapping there in the wind. Stand there right. with them. Like, there doesn't need to be, like, couldn't there have been a joint statement? Be like, this is Christmas story, but I was, you know, David Moranis comes out with her. Why are we waiting three and four days for a canned response? Well, yeah. It David Moranis should have spoken up right away. Right. Exactly. He should have been the first person to respond. Exactly. It was his show. He was the lead. And I'm still crabby with him. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. He's yeah. behind the scenes, like, telling Charisma support. But, like, also you owe it to the fans who are totally just, I'm sure a lot of people are just blown away by this. And all you're seeing from him is silence, which is not in this situation. Silence ain't good. Like you no, can't just I like agree. let it lie and wait till things calm down. Like, no, 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 no that's bad. That's the wrong decision. Oh right. God, who else was like up someone's ass? I was up Justin Timberlake's ass this week too. Cause guess oh, Justin decided, Timberlake. I did hear about that. 20 years later, he decides to apologize to Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. Because I watched, did you watch the Britney Spears? I didn't because some dumb idiot canceled Hulu. No, for real? Yeah. Kyle. It's fine. Actually, like, it was the the canceling of Hulu was agreed upon. Oh, but when when we're canceling? But it it was at the time, it was a couple months ago. And it was like Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever. And they had a deal. You could sign up. For six months for 99 cents a month or something. Mm-hmm. And I told Kyle, because it was like one of those deals that was good for like a weekend. And I was like, go ahead, sign us up for, for Hulu. Yeah. And I, he needed to do it because they already knew my email. And it was oh, they've got for, your number. <laughs> it was only for new subscribers. So I was You're like, not getting the you deal need to go. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so like a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, that's on Hulu. You signed up for it, right? <laughs> like I got a look from him and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, oh, I forgot. I'm like, oh, well, great. Fuck no. Now we don't have fucking Hulu. It was, so we can't watch Saturday Night was, Live. We can't watch Man, girl. Years. It was sad. I'd like, like to I watch it. You and me. <laughs> I think you were in college when Britney Spears was kind of hitting big. Right? Um, I think I think I was I was no, I think I was new Wait. adult age. Because I think that was early 2000s, right? Uh, no, she was I want to say like 99. Oh, I when she like first came out. When yeah. she first came out. I, yeah. I, I meant when he, she was. Oh, ex- yeah. When she imploding. Was yeah. I think we were both in adult heaven. I just no, I remember when she first came out because like. 
there was nothing like her it. her big song i believe was on the charts when i was pregnant with harry here's the thing that i think people don't understand the context of uh you know the boy bands and the britney spears and the christina Aguilera and you know that whole thing that just just that pop music we were coming out of the of the early to mid 90s when that happened and that period there was you know, there was a big recession going on. There was the Gulf War and like grunge was the hip thing. So you've got Nirvana, you've got Bush, you know what I mean? They were the big bands. And then, you know, the Clinton years happened and everybody was making a shit ton of money. The economy was great. And it just, there was more happiness. So all of a sudden you have this explosion. It was the last time life was truly good. (laughs) Right. It was like, gas prices were low. You know, everybody had jobs. Everything was great. You know, you, you know, could get it. I think back, you have you ever seen the movie The Matrix? Yes. When they, you know, which was filmed at the end of the 90s. Right. But they <laughs> they the the, the guy tells tells him he's like this world is set up to be like the 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 end of the 20th right. century when when everybody was at their zenith and I saw that recently and I'm like, man, if that ain't fucking true. It's so true, though. It went so downhill true. with the quickness. Right. It's like, it's just, I mean, you could get a CD and earn, like, 12% interest on it. It was amazing. So it like, was a different yeah, time. Bubblegum pop princess pop, you know, and I would say she was the first. A lot of her success was, I think, in some respects due to the fact she was the first. Like, I think if Christina, Christina Aguilera was going to be, like, a six-month leg, but she had the superior voice, but she never It was. It was definitely one of those things that kind of reminded me of, and I'm going to date myself a little bit here. Okay, we're pretty old, girl. (laughs) (laughs) The late late 80s, er, very early 90s, there was a Janet Jackson v. Paula Abdul yes and which one do you like better which one which one's your girl and i was like i like both of them but i also had a major paula abdul i was like very strongly paula abdul and but i love both of them like rhythm nation was an amazing album and i loved it but like stacked up against paula abdul's album i was like oh no it's Paul Abdul all day long. The dancing, and then you had to like learn all the moves, and you know, <sighs> you know we spent a lot of time in my basement. Memorizing Those were good days, songs. good days, my friend. Right. Good days. Being Paula Abdul, so I feel you, girl. I feel you. Yeah, and then you know that was so. Yeah, I, when Brittany and Christina happened, it felt like Janet versus right. Paula and, like, all over again. You really again. couldn't go wrong with either. Of no, them. like it was fine to love them both, but there was always going to be one that you loved. But more. Christina was the the slightly raunchier one. She was like the yeah. She definitely like there was an initial kind of like going down Britney's lane, and then she was kind of like okay, I can't. She swerved real quick, right? And she's like. <laughs> I'm gonna go a different direction. I was like, okay, I think I'm a bigger fan of. Well, and then here's the other deal. Then Britney had the Justin Timberlake relationship, was just like pop royalty. Like you know, I don't understand how I was barely, barely paying attention to anything. Like I said, I was. I had. I was like. I had a baby, and I. You know how it is. You're just like you're obsessed with your own life. Listen, nothing ever. If you guys, here's a little insider baseball. When you have a baby. Nothing else matters. Nothing matters, and you don't know what happened. Like, my mom, like, you don't know what's going on. Like, my mom loves to, like, watch, like, 80s retrospectives because she had babies in the 80s, and she doesn't know what happened in the 80s. She was just, like, she woke up in Bill Clinton. But no, like, I, I, I remember, like, vaguely, like, hearing things, and I had that whole new mom, like, why does anyone care about this? <laughs> right. Reaction to it. It's just like, well, okay, but like now, when you listen whatever. to the interviews that they have with Britney Spears, and oh, like, I know the expectations they had on her. Oh my really god! A kid for dressing, revealing her. It was like there's so much sexist shit that that kid had to put up with. It was unbelievable. You know, but- and it's and what what made me saddest is when when I read about this mm-hmm. was like how unsurprising. Right. Like, of course they treated her like shit. <laughs> right. That's just how we do. Right. And did you know there was only one, like, one late night host that kind of stood up for her? Yes. I rewatched it because I was like, I need some, like, I need. I already liked him a lot. And then I heard that and I was like, God bless you, Craig Ferguson, you well, unproblematic like great, Scott man. It was like the audience was 
was like not understanding what he was doing. He's like, I'm not kidding. And they kept laughing. And he's like, I'm serious. Like, this is not a ha ha funny speech. This is a yes. ha ha. Let's have sympathy for human beings speech. And he Correct. was like, I'm a fucking alcoholic. And, you know, I would want some when I was at my lowest and my and he what, we, what he was saying was like, you know, these problems that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not. When you have these kinds of problems, like he has alcoholism, he thinks Brittany, I don't know whatever was going on with Brittany. They've never released a diagnosis. It's like this is something that is just part of your life that you're going to have to manage for the rest of your life. And what you need is like compassion. You don't need everybody piling on. Right. And making fun right. of you. Exactly. And I would say, like, when the destructive Britney happened, I want to say that was 2007. And then I was having a baby. So I wasn't really in tune with what was going on. I just know that they were just like, there was this rapid um, ramp up in the tabloids of like a tabloid. Oh, you couldn't swing a dead cat anywhere without hitting something about it. It was, it was Britney Taylor or Britney. Um, oh God, what's her name? Mean Girls Chick. Um, Lindsay oh, Lohan. And that's all we have for today because technical issues have destroyed the entire rest of this podcast. Just know we are not happy with Joss Whedon or anyone else who does the terrible, horrible, abusive things that he does to the women under under his, his employ. And we love Arrow. End of story. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.